Salam Danish. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. Um, I wanted to, I guess, start by... So, so today we're obviously going to be discussing spiritual abuse and the work that you do with In Sheikh's clothing. Um, but I wanted to, I guess, hand over to yourself to give me a little bit of background about In Sheikh's clothing itself and, and what you've been doing for the last few years with the, with the platform. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. So Inshake's Clothing started, so before Inshake's Clothing, um, I was working uh, locally with a lot of people dealing with abuse and uh, bad experiences with the religious figures. Um, that was about for seven years beforehand. And one case I had, um, I met Danya Shakti on it as well. And we were working on a case of abuse. And we, we just realized that we had to take our efforts to a larger level. Um, she also had been working over the years with individuals. So then in 2017, we started In Sheikh's Clothing as an organization to address spiritual abuse in different ways. Um, one is education, educating people about abuse as a preventative, creating awareness for it, um, doing programs in Masajid, training uh, Islamic organizations about abuse, how to handle it, and procedures to put in place. And the large portion that I do is, is working with victims, coaching them to recovery, because most people really, they just want to recover from abuse, get the proper understanding of Islam, the wrong that was done to them, and to move on with their lives. So Alhamdulillah, I work with people all around the world for that. And how, how did you um, initially start out and in getting involved in, in, in this kind of, you said you were kind of working within the community. How, how, how does one find themselves in a situation of, of, of dealing with such cases? I was studying um, with you know, the studying and, and doing Islamic programming, organizing, being involved a lot in the community, as well as, like, as I mentioned, studying. So there were people who were just known to do really bad things, um, taking mm -hmm. advantage of people, horrible treatment of others. And, you know, you get to see the close hand competition amongst du'as, amongst different preachers, and things that are just open secrets, that people know about it. Sometimes they'll laugh about it. And then, and it's known, but there's nothing people could really do about it. And then, you know, I gained insight into how many people are actually working together to suppress victims. And it's just not seen as a big deal to many people. And then others do care quite a bit, but they didn't know what to do about it. So I was very vocal about these issues to the point of going up to people who were causing a lot of these problems and debating them. And, you know, what ended up happening was you get a reputation if you speak out um, as somebody who speaks out and as somebody others can go to. So that's that's how I started out. It just happened from seeing wrong, speaking out against it, and then people uh, recognizing you as somebody who does that and then coming to you for help and to understand their own issues.
So, so uh, we're going to, I guess, I mean, there's, there's so much to discuss here, but I wanted to quickly just, I think, address something you've said about um, you, for example, having seen this and, and people making jokes about, you know, these being open secrets. Um, and I think also reflecting on um, the fact that I, I know, for example, a lot of people within communities in, in leadership positions from sheikhs to kind of everything else. And when you get to know individuals, you see uh, often other sides to them. And, and, and like you said, there are kind of known secrets, let's say, or, or you know, people's true natures are kind of known amongst certain circles, but it's not really taken seriously not addressed not picked up by kind of the the relevant um islamic organization or, or any sort of authority why why do you think it it, it happens what why, why are people allowed to um you know conduct themselves poorly and get away with it within the kind within this specific i guess islamic framework and context As <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but it's quite a. Uh, I'm not making a judgment here about your worldview, but it's quite a cynical perspective that you've got there in terms of um, th this is the kind of uh, the capitalization of Islam almost, where you know the fact that you're, you're alluding to the fact that it's it's individuals who um, are able to fill arenas and 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 as you say, sell out events. That they're the ones that are able to get away with it, and because it is, it's it's be almost become like Islam is is a has been made a tool for business as opposed to actually the intrinsic nature of what it is as a religion. Would you agree with that? The reality. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you in some aspects, but, but I also think that there is a, a level of responsibility that we place or that we need to place on, on the attendees, on the people. Because if the feedback that's coming from these events is, oh my God, this was amazing. It was so good. I loved it. We had a great time. Then, then organizations are going to keep producing that. 
and it, it, it's there's like a fine balance between the two right because i think i mean we're getting slightly off topic here i guess but it, it's an interesting point that you're making um where it, you're right it's it's a sad reality i guess that this is this is the unfortunate direction that we've kind of gone into and education and, and i have this same gripe when i'm looking at juma khutbas for example and trying to find where the substance is you know where, where the actual value add is to our community rather than walking away feeling buzzing but not actually knowing anything new or having learned anything or having developed in ourselves um that's i guess a a, a systemic problem that probably does need to be addressed at some point um, but as i said it, it, it's probably slightly gone you're going to say something yeah mm -mm. yeah Mm. Yeah. But so, 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 uh, yeah. So, 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 uh, so, j just, just to kind of close this off from my perspective, the, the, the reason that I, um, I guess I responded in the way that I did is because I, I heard a lot of what you were saying, and I see parallels with, with my own experience. Now we come from literally other sides of the world, but, but there's very similar themes kind of within that. To address what you mentioned about um, social media and kind of packaging Islam in that way, this is something that you know we struggle with at the Muslim Vibe constantly. 
where we want to be able to bring meaningful and deep content to people. Um, but there is that trade-off of like, okay, how do we, like we have like a, an article, for example, that's really substantial and the title is very heavy. So unfortunately it doesn't really get the clicks and the image might not be that enticing because again, it's not about uh, a, an influencer or something that's too relevant today. But th th those are the pieces of content for me that are the most substantial on our website. Um, and, and the job then is of marketing and packaging that in a way that's going to have mass appeal. But as you said, even in a physical sense, when there are classes that are going on, when there is the stuff that's there, that's of benefit to people, um, it, it's not as enticing or attractive enough. And, and, and yes, I, I think, you know, there is this duty that we all have, as you said, to co constantly and continuously gain education and understand our faith. Um, so that is on us as individuals to kind of seek that stuff out. Um, but yeah, look, I, I mean, we started off with, with quite a, an interesting tangent, but I wanted to kind of re-anchor the conversation um, into spiritual abuse. And, and I apologize, I, I realized that digression was my fault. Um, I'm, I'm not putting that on you. <laughs> we, we, I mean, we, we probably will after we finish recording. Um, so I, I wanted to, as I said, have an understanding of what spiritual abuse is, um, because I think it's an abstract term. And even when I've kind of mentioned to people that, oh, I'm recording a, a podcast about spiritual abuse, responses have been quite varied, like, oh, what is that? Or, oh, that's great. And, and people not identifying it, I guess, differently in, in, in different contexts. So for you and the purpose of your work, um, what is spiritual abuse? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because I, I think when you initially think about spiritual abuse, um, because the term abuse you know, commonly is used with reference to other people, there's, there's always that um, thought that that's what it's referring to. But, but you know, like when I was um, reading some of the stuff on your website earlier, uh, you do kind of categorize it as two different forms of abuse, um, one for the self and one kind of external, which is... Which is, yeah, I, I think an interesting concept and it's something that anyone that's kind of involved in the space of doing anything within the community, there is that constant need and necessity to check your intention and your ego and everything else that kind of comes with that. 
which is which is i guess a struggle but does that then necessarily lead to the external form of use or are they two separate entirely okay so the other thing that i wanted to actually also discuss with you was was this notion of abuse victims not having a kind of a legal leg to stand on so often the kinds of abuse that you see are are emotional um, and manipulation and things like that where they don't have any legal groundings and, and you've also written and spoken about secret marriages which aren't for example legally registered in the country where where the marriages take place and then people are, are divorced swiftly after you know they, they've been um, exploited and and left with nothing um, it, do you think that or at least I guess from your experience is that a, a systemic or is, is that a persistent problem within this space no as in do, do people often prey on um individuals and and use this kind of uh, the fact that they don't have a, a, a legal leg to stand on as a form uh, as a way of kind of uh, exploiting them Yeah. Mm. Loopholes. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But th th this is 
Yeah. Hmm. But but this for me comes back to this conversation I keep finding myself having both on and off the podcast about form and essence. So so the form of like paying zakat for example, we know what it is, we know how it works. And yes, you can find loopholes to to you know as you said mental gymnastics to kind of find your way out of it. But the the essence is lost in all of that. If if you know you're kind of working the system for your own benefit, then ultimately you're not really buying into the ideology that we're, we're, we claim to sign up for as Muslims. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, so you mentioned the term uh, con artists, and it, and it's something that you've used in in kind of the writing on the website as well. Um, what, from the experience that you've had in dealing with these cases, what are the most um, prevalent uh, cons that people are running? How, are, like, what are the signs to account for? I guess for somebody that's that's involved in a community or dealing with an Islamic organization or sheikh or whatever else. Yes, please go for it. Mm. But isn't, sorry, just, just to, to kind of uh, hit back at this particular point, I feel like what often happens in these circumstances, and I've seen accounts of, of people's stories with this, um, what often happens is that 
you know this is they're part of a community they're part of a family now um within this setup and and there's this ostracization that takes place um where they will lose their social circle they will lose their friends they will lose people that they once considered brothers and sisters and it's not necessarily that easy to then go the extra mile and and and, and call this all this whole thing out because people just want to you know get on with their lives so it, it's you know being assertive in that way might probably seem easier to say than actually do right Mm. Yes, to start off with, yeah. It's the longest ayah. I didn't know that. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. It, 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 funnily enough, just just a few episodes ago, we, we we briefly discussed this with the guests. We were talking about the treatment of imams and and how the boards uh, hold power over them um, in 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 quite a, a negative way. And, and it was it was geared around this whole co conversation around education and how that isn't the center point of our communities, which is similar to what we were saying actually earlier. Um, so alongside the the financial side of things. Um, what else are the the kind of red flags that people should look out for because again i remember seeing stuff about um uh looking out for little signs like if if a, a sheikh or a teacher or whoever is for example messaging outside of hours or is 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 talking about things and and then will slip in like a, a joke um very casually within that what what kind of and again I I think it's important that for me at least that this is kind of experience based and not just like oh speculatively this is what could happen, but what has happened to people in the past and globally as well because obviously you work with people from around the world um, within this sphere. Hmm.
Yeah. Wow.
when uh, when you've been talking just now i i can't help but kind of draw parallels between the kinds of things that you're saying and looking at cults um like you know mainstream kind of cults w- would you think that's a kind of a fair comparison to have between the two like are, are there a lot of parallels that you've seen And so I, I think, again, um, I've I've heard accounts of people that have found themselves drawn into circles or being a part of groups and uh, organizations and whatever else um, and, and find themselves you know, gravitating towards one person or various other things. And when when that takes place and someone finds themselves on the periphery or or, uh, you know, having realizations that actually maybe not everything is as 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 rosy as as it once was for them. Um, how how can someone, I guess, in, in that moment, um, what steps can they take? Um, or if they think, for example, they have fallen victim to some form of spiritual abuse, um, w- what are the steps to take at that point? And outside of um groups in in that way in a structured sense uh is there something that organizations can and should do to kind of safeguard people in these ways like is is anything being done i guess in that space
a lot of sorry, sorry to cut you off but a, a, a lot of what you're kind of shaping the narrative on is around uh groups and and that kind of let's say cult like uh society specifically um but when when uh again from 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 your experience when dealing with spiritual abuse is that the only or the kind of most prevalent form of of spiritual abuse that's taking place or are the others kind of on par or Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And 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 uh, we've obviously seen our fair share of um, scandals on a on a kind of public scale and in incidents within uh, groups amongst sheikhs and everything else. Do you think that there is a responsibility on other leaders to to speak out in those moments as a form of kind of justice, or is there silence, kind of passive approval, or anything like that?
Mm. It it sounds to me like um uh, prevention. Sorry, uh, so what's the term I'm looking for? That that I, I basically t taking action beforehand. Uh, I can't remember the saying now, but you know, uh, prevention is the best cause of. No, that's not it. How does it go? I, I, I'll take it right now. My mind's gone completely blank. But no, the, the point is that, that something like that. But basically, yeah. So, so this is it. Okay, sorry. We we got there. Prevention is the best cure. Let's 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 assume that's it. And I said that right at the beginning. Um, no, but it, it seems like taking action um, before and as you say beforehand is 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 the best remedy for all of this. Because whenever I keep asking you about you know what should someone do when they find themselves in that situation. The answer you're giving often is, oh, well, you should try not find yourself in that situation um, and, and take preventive measures. Um, but again, I, I guess to kind of further probe, if, if someone does see themselves, because I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, possible scenarios based on some of the case studies you guys have on your website as well, that if someone has found themselves in one of these situations it's not an easy situation to be in from a social perspective from a emotional psychological uh all sorts because like you said as well that this isn't something that you just turn up one day at a mosque or an establishment or an institution and you meet a sheikh and he he tell, tells you give me two thousand pounds or whatever but it's like a, a relationship and a whole network that you've built up over years um and have then found um there to be some serious issues and sometimes you know even that awakening doesn't happen for a lot of people um at all and it's almost like you know it's very easy sometimes when you look back on your relationships and your friendship circles that you can see that oh actually that was toxic and that was bad for me and you know we shouldn't have done that but how assuming that someone's gone through that kind of that initial brick wall of of realizing that things were wrong um where do they go from there Mm. Yeah, please. I I think I I think personal level would be interesting to kind of delve into a little bit.
And so, so do, does do you personally through Inshake's clothing help people through this kind of process? Yeah. Mm. Um so I I mean go on so i'm 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 conscious that we've kind of touched touched on quite a lot of uh heavy things here especially in the last few minutes um but but one of the things before we kind of closed out i did want to decide i mean th th there's two more bits specifically that i wanted to kind of talk about um and the first one is is this notion i, I mean everything we've discussed has just been about 
people in positions of religious authority abusing their power, abusing their position, abusing people's trust, and and um, you know using them for their own personal benefit, gain, whatever. Um, but I guess I, I wanted to try and not, I guess, turn everyone away from trusting any sort of sheikh. So my question to you then, I guess, is when it comes to um, dealing with uh, sheikhs or anyone or organizations or anything like that, how can we, I, I mean, I, I, I put the question to you personally, how can you trust someone um, after you, you, you've known of all of these issues and you've helped so many communities and you've helped so many individuals, like sh- surely that loses your trust entirely for people um, within this space, if you know what people are capable of.
Yeah. I think uh, so sorry sorry to cut you off just quickly I just wanted to to uh, make a quick point that I think the difficulty like within the the Muslim community for example is that just as you said whenever a topic like this is brought up or it's discussed there's always that fear of oh but you're just exposing the issues that we have and 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 you know we shouldn't do that because we we don't need to sort this out and and it always gets swept under the carpet so even I've seen when there have been scandals of this nature um taking place that i've been aware of it's never been it's only like it's, it's, it's very much on a need to know basis um and and so unfortunately that that does then also mean that people are, are not made aware of how they should protect themselves their children or whoever else from from the the, the external threats that that do exist out there um which which for me is hugely problematic hmm So why, why why do you think why do you think that is because it's a very interesting point but why do you think people are, are so willing to kind of throw Islam away and throw the the baby out with the bathwater so to speak um when it comes to scandals or you know with one religious figure that's suddenly done with everything Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, it does. And and I I I want to. I don't know if there is a, a positive we can kind of end on, but but I do want to kind of look forward. And I guess also, I mean, for you to 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 reflect maybe a little bit on the uh, if we can call it relative successes that you've had. And I, I think you know one of the things that I really like is is the notion of this code of conduct um, that you've got on the website. That that is, I guess, for uh, people. Um, in terms of how we can approach our communities and our institutions and what we should expect from them. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I don't know if it's, if it's possible to to lift the tone somewhat, but in terms of the future and looking forward, how do you see us being able to kind of um, better ourselves and, and I guess for more, less people to fall victim to, to these kinds of issues in the future? Yeah, I don't mean negative in that way, but it's 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 a heavy conversation. You you know what I mean. I guess the 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 interesting thing is from a from a human kind of psychology level we always have that need that yearning to feel a part of something, to be, feel a part of a community or whatever else. So it, it's it's easy to say, oh, just have a superficial engagement, you know, as you say, like Juma every week. But then you're, you're going to naturally start talking to people and make friends and kind of get drawn in that way, as is our nature. I think it's, it's within our fitra to kind of congregate as people um, and, and, and come together with like-minded people and, and, and you know, work together, uh, socialize and everything else, right? That's the, I, I think that's the difficulty and why we're seeing this as, as such a recurring problem over the generations. I don't think it's going to stop in 2020. Um, it's, it's just going to keep going on.
Yeah, I I mean, as I said, I I wanted to to try and kind of wrap up on a more positive note, but I I, th I feel like I feel like you you you're so kind of uh, battled hardened by by all of the experiences that you've had that it it's just kind of no, but it, it it's valuable because as I said, like even even for myself, I don't I don't see the world like you do when it comes to this this notion or these topics because I haven't seen what you've seen right i haven't kind of lived through that and i i think there is that naivety that a lot of people have and and one of the points that um i mentioned to you beforehand like with the code of conduct um one of the bullet points i'm just going to read out it says understand that anyone no matter their social status is capable of doing horrible things even the religious figures who talk the uh who talk about the importance of justice accountability and transparency now this is something that i've seen firsthand because i've dealt with sheikhs and i, and I know for example not to trust people just because they have a title or they you know wear certain headgear or dress a certain way because that doesn't ultimately mean anything right you you know um like you're saying behind closed doors often and, and in 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 one-to-one -one meetings and whatever you'll see their true nature you'll see the the aside comments they might make and whatever else and you, and you kind of realize that they're human and and, and they are, are just like me and you it's just that they've they've studied a lot um and and I, I think that for me at least it was important to have this conversation today because people need to to appreciate and understand that this does happen and this is something that you know you've obviously been dealing with and 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 I'll, the, the link to your website will be in the description where people can read case studies of things that have happened in in communities pretty much globally um that that you've personally have dealt with um so yeah i i, I mean that's that's pretty much it from my side i'll give you another go if there's like a positive uplifting message you know like the you know you know the 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 events that you spoke about at the beginning we don't want that we don't want the hard stuff we just want like a nice motivational message that we can that we can use and and, and end there but no go on any closing remarks <laughs> Yeah.
<laughs> I, I see you had to really try hard for that but no no genuinely thank you thank you so much for your time today this has been um a, a fascinating insight i think into into something that maybe sometimes people think about passing in in, in passing but not really dwell on and, and and really think through and and i think you know as you were talking a lot of the times i was kind of reflecting on my own experiences um and circles and relationships and everything else and i think like like you said you know we're talking about this from a, a muslim community perspective because this is the muslim vibe podcast but this is kind of prevalent throughout society and it's something that we need to kind of assess um at every level in, in kind of every interaction we have um but no go on were you going to say something okay <laughs> but th thank you very much for your time today i really appreciate it